0: I am Marlon Jones, the career skills architect, and this is View from the Big Chair podcast, examining the cost to be the boss. The purpose of this podcast is to share information with students in sports administration programs and with young professionals and those who are underemployed in sports administration. We talk with guests who sit in the big chair, those persons who are directors of athletics, who are head coaches, commissioners, or directors of different areas within athletic administration. We learn from their journey, and we also learn what skill sets they look for when they are hiring for positions so that you know how to prepare so that you can get to your own big chair. Today's guest on View from the Big Chair, examining the cost to be the boss, is the CEO and founder of PO3 Agency and a new app called Opper. She is also the co-host of Sports for Positivity. Jessica Campbell, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. When and how did you fall in love with sports?
1: So it started from a very young age. I'm actually a triplet and I have two brothers. So everything we did was majority rules, right? So I grew up playing a lot of different sports and even watching a lot of different sports. So I definitely have been very interested from a young age. That is amazing.
0: My goddaughter just had twins. Oh my gosh. Your mom had three babies. Yes. You said you found your calling working for the John Wooten Awards. Mm -hmm. Explain what you meant by that.
1: So that was my first sports internship in college. And it was where I found my path and that there was, basically an opportunity for me in the sports industry and when I was there I was the sports marketing intern so I did a lot of the graphics that were featured on ESPN and sports Center and the different colleges for the awardees and so that was my first glimpse at a career in sports that wasn't a coach or a player or a GM or things like that and I found that I was good at what I was doing and that I knew that I could make something from that.
0: Now, you're an entrepreneur in this industry. Mm -hmm. Explain to our listeners how you started your agency
1: and what services you offer
0: for professional athletes.
1: So... After the Wooden Award, my boss and I wanted to still work together, Ernest Baskerville, so we formed the podcast called Sports for Positivity, where we interviewed professional athletes and entertainment figures on what they did for the community and how they used their enormous platform to just cultivate positivity and spread good things, especially at a time during the pandemic when everything was negative. From the podcast i did a lot of the writing sponsorships marketing materials and all of that and so some of the athletes from the show and sponsors asked if i could do that for them and their companies so i started po3 agency in february of 2021 and we started with three clients now we have 90 something a year and a half later which is amazing 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 (laughs) Thank you. And then the, the services we offer with that, we're a full service social media management, public relations, and marketing agency. So we do all of the digital creation from reels to stories to you know coming up with a content calendar for you. Maybe it's product placement or article placements that you need or podcast guests. And then we can also come in and just take over that marketing piece and say, this is the direction you should be going in and here's how we need to do it. On top of that, we have services specifically for athletes as well within PO3. So we work with professional athletes to help them build their resumes, to get them some type of volunteer experience. So God forbid when their time in the league is done, they have experience or something to fall back on. On top of camps, we can help you format and put on a camp. We just one for a Bengals player in March. And then we have a few coming up early next year as well. Um, And then also just sponsorships and social media activations for them. So running their social media, creating videos and photos, just content that they can use to further their image and brand, and then securing sponsorships as well.
0: What types of skill sets should persons be developing if they want to work in social media marketing?
1: Great question. And it's always changing right now. So you need someone that is a lifelong learner, someone that knows how to research, and that is really willing to take that time to always keep learning and keep growing because your craft is never perfect as the space is always changing. So someone that's willing to do that research and learn how to execute different things based off of the changing ecosystem.
0: I read a lot about SEO
1: in terms of marketing. What does Mm -hmm. that mean? SEO is search engine optimization. So it's how your blog or website or something you're selling ranks in a Google search. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Describe for our listeners how you became involved in
1: creating an app. So it happened very quickly as The NIL space was opening up about a year ago, right? And as it became available to athletes, some of my clients were looking to partner with college athletes for their marketing efforts. And so I would have to go through and look at the compliance and which athletes we could work with, then reach out to them, reach out to the company, and then pair them together for whatever they needed um, and just act as that communication source in the middle. But it became very time consuming and a lot of work and so I would start googling and looking for a platform that I could join or my clients could join to make that partnership easier and faster and just better for everybody and there was nothing that I needed out there so I made it. I've been working on it for a year now and it's just about ready. So do you have engineering background? I do not. I drew the site maps and the basic concept, and then I had someone develop it. Okay. I okay. wish I could code it. <laughs> I could not. <laughs> so, how does your app work? Mm-hmm. So basically, it is a app for any mobile device that players come on, build out a profile. Companies come on, build out a profile, and basically their job offer offers that the athlete can partner with. And then athletes will just scroll and apply for whichever they're interested in. So it's a very streamlined service and then bridging that gap for communication and opening that communication line for athletes and companies. And, you know, that's how it benefits both parties. No one has that much time on their hands to reach out and do that waiting process. So this is just a very fast streamlined process for both parties. So who's
0: your target audience for opera?
1: College athletes are the only people that are going to be using the app as well as companies that have any service or product to offer. Okay.
0: What are the advantages of your app for a student athlete, as opposed to trying to work directly with the company?
1: Well, it creates, you know, a very quick process and, The way it's formatted is you only have to click a button if you want to apply. College athletes don't have much time on their hands, right? They're in school, they're in training, they have games and practices and everything going on. So it now makes the whole NIL process a little bit easier because they don't have to devote hours and hours and hours of time. They just need to craft their image on social media so that it looks appealing to companies and they need to actually go through and look and apply.
0: And what are the advantages for businesses?
1: it's very hard to reach out to athletes and athletes to companies. It's also very hard to reach out to them. And so we just make it so much easier and we're that person right in the middle.
0: How do you ensure that no NCAA rules are violated with the use of this app?
1: So always looking at compliance, talking with schools, making sure that we're staying updated on everything that's going on and everything being changes and changed, excuse me. And then we'll have some employees as well that will be their role to take on so that we're always in compliance for everybody.
0: What must happen in this first year for you to determine that the app is successful?
1: A lot of athletes coming on, a lot of companies coming on and just a marketplace for each other, as well as partnering with colleges and universities to get their entire athletic program on the app. So now it's easier for the athletes, it's easier for the company, it's easier for the school, and it's just one big marketplace for everybody.
0: Do the athletes pay to use the
1: app? There will be some payment options, but there is going to also be a free version as well. Okay, And then more will come on the social media and website, so stay tuned on that.
0: If I have a business and I'm mm-hmm. interested in joining you to offer my services on Opper, how mm-hmm. do I get in contact with you?
1: You can DM us on any social platform, or you can also email jess at OPPER TUNITY.com. And then there's also a space on the website as well. What website? www.opper-tunity.com. Okay.
0: You co-founded the Sports for Positivity podcast. Yes. Tell our listeners what you have to do to start a
1: podcast from scratch. Well, first and foremost, you need to want to know what you're talking about. So, Dig deep into yourself and say, what am I knowledgeable about? Or maybe what do I want to learn more about? Because you're always going to have to be doing research and growing within that space. And I'm sure you know, right? So you have to make sure it's something you're passionate about. Also, if you're going to be talking about it day after day, week after week. Next, you have to determine a name and maybe a logo that captures that name and also entices your target audience. And I think guests are also some of the most important aspects, because if it were just me talking for hours and hours every single week, as interesting as I might be, people are not going to be as interested, right? So it's all about (laughs) sharing opinions and getting different ideas and having conversations that are engaging enough for people to listen into. And that comes with also doing your research on the guests. Now, what
0: can listeners expect if they tune into your podcast?
1: Well, we work with or we interview professional athletes and entertainment figures. So if you're a big sports fan, that's probably the right place for you. But also, if you're just someone that loves a good, uplifting story that is looking for an element of positivity within the sports industry, that is definitely something we offer at Sports for Positivity, because We interview guests on not just their statistics or their athletic ability, it's about their heart and what they do for the community around them and how they use their platform that we all know athletes have in a good way.
0: On your website, it lists quarterly causes. What are quarterly causes and how do they work?
1: So giving back is something that's very important to me. And it's just been something that's been important to me for a really long time and With quarterly causes for my agency, PO3, we pick a different cause or charity or event every single quarter that needs just a little bit of extra help, um, be it in the social media department, maybe they need their website reformatted or flyers or something like that. And then we're just giving of our time and services a little bit to them during that quarter to help whatever cause it is that they're working towards.
0: That's a great service.
1: Uh, You mentioned
0: it's important for you to give back. Why Mm -hmm. so?
1: I think God gives us gifts and how we use those gifts is a gift back to him. So uh, there's power in giving and just being open and having a kind heart. And I think that sort of giving and offering of your time and services and the talents you have, while it's not the expectation, we'll just give back threefold because you're just open to that sort of kindness.
0: You were recently recognized by Women in Sports and Events Los Angeles with the 2022 Women to Watch Award. What does that award
1: mean to you? Oh, my gosh. Especially at the time, it meant, and even still does, it meant so much to me because it was a little bit of validation at that point, right? I had been doing it for about a year and just the impact that we've been able to have in the sports and entertainment industry for women in the industry. And just that acknowledgement of the capabilities of our athletes and our services and things like that. It was an awesome moment for sure. And I was with pretty amazing women too that got the award. So it was in great company.
0: On LinkedIn, you credit your success in the sports industry to mentors. What advice do you have for our listeners regarding developing relationships with mentors?
1: Well, I think anyone that tells you they're self-made is wrong because there's probably someone along the way that has been giving of their time and advice and that it helped them so much. And if they didn't receive that, they probably wouldn't be where they are today. And that's exactly how I feel. If some certain people in their very key people in my life, hadn't given me the time of day, I would definitely not be where I am or who I am today. So the importance of it is that they just have so much knowledge and wisdom and connections that they can offer you if you just ask. And so the advice that I would give to someone in looking for a mentor is do a lot of research, look on LinkedIn, look at companies you want to get into, look at your end goal of where you want to end up and simply reach out for an informational interview and see where that can lead you in your relationship. and. You can't get a no or a yes if you don't ask. So all you have to do is send that message and it's up to them if they're willing to do that for you or not.
0: I think people overlook the value of informational interviews. When Mm -hmm. I was coming along, we didn't have the internet. So that was how we had to get information was by talking with people and finding out what they did and how they did it.
1: It's amazing. And that's something I did During the pandemic, before I knew I was going to start an agency or anything like that, everything was shut down. There were no career fairs. I mean, in-person interviews were not a thing at that time either. And so I would spend hours a day sending like 100 messages on LinkedIn to different people and industries and positions that I was interested in, simply asking for an informational interview. And I got so much knowledge back, not just on the industry and how to break in, but also how a job description looks a little bit different on paper than it does in real life and you know what people like and don't like about their jobs and i learned the hours of different sports baseball for example super long days you can get there at eight and leave at three in the morning but football or basketball for example not the case so it just opened my eyes a little bit more into how each different sport works and where i could see myself just by asking questions
0: You spoke recently about winning women empowered for success in the sports business. Mm -hmm. What skill sets do you find women must develop to be successful in this industry?
1: Well, fortunately we're living in a time where everyone is celebrating women in sports and women's sports are getting more of a spotlight, which they've always deserved. And we're not near where we should be yet, but we're definitely getting there. And, Along the way, I believe that in an older male run industry, you need to present yourself a different way. So you never want to be someone in the room that doesn't know the answer to a question, doesn't know the stat they're talking about, doesn't know the position or the call or the player, whatever it may be. So as I believe a woman in the industry, you need to be over prepared. You need to do all of your research. You need to know industry specific terms. You need to know stats and stories and players and Hall of Famers so that as soon as you're in that conversation or the boardroom or the place that you're in, you want to be the first to give that out. You want to be the first to know what they're talking about and offer an opinion even on that to show that you're not just there knowing what they know. You have an opinion on it and then you have a second point on it, right? So that you can add value to the conversation. So it's always about being prepared.
0: What sacrifices have you made To be successful in this industry?
1: Time. Time is the biggest sacrifice I think anyone can make. And we all have 24 hours in a day, and it's how you use those hours and choose to be intentional with the time and minutes and seconds that you have. And I think capitalizing on that time and being okay with saying, I'm not going to hang out with this group of people because I know I need to prepare for this, because it's going to be. You know, not just benefiting me tomorrow, it's benefiting me 10 years from now. Not to say that I don't take that time to enjoy life on top of work, but you need to have a bigger picture than tomorrow.
0: Now it's overtime. overtime. Okay, Jessica, I'm going to start some sentences and I need okay. you to finish them for me. Okay. The one thing I wish I knew before I started my company was?
1: Probably a little bit more about taxes and all the legal proceedings that come with owning a company. (laughs) I definitely learned those along the way and I have great people helping me, but I think knowing a little bit more at the beginning would have been really helpful.
0: The best advice I can give an aspiring entrepreneur in this industry is?
1: Don't be afraid to fail. And if you do, that's a lesson learned and make sure that like we were just mentioning, you find a mentor, you reach out to people because that's the only way you're going to find success in this industry is through connections and being personable and just not being afraid to ask questions.
0: To have longevity in this industry, you will need
1: Passion. You need to really want it. You need to have the drive, because like I was mentioning, it's really long hours and people get burnt out. Or maybe you don't love the sport as much as you thought you did and you're spending 24-7 with it. So you really need to have that passion. And like I said earlier, purpose bigger than tomorrow. Know where you're going.
0: When I retire, I want to be remembered for?
1: Making an impact on the younger generation coming into sports because I think that we're the change makers in this industry and just letting them know that you can do it.
0: Jessica, you have accomplished so much in a short period of time. What advice can you give our listeners regarding time management?
1: Definitely make a to-do list the night before, set out exactly what you want to accomplish in that day, make sure you get it done. And then some, because if you have a plan the day before you can kind of plan your day out, meditate on it, have those check marks that you can cross off and, I find that if you don't do that, you spend so much wasted time saying, oh, what should I tackle next? When should I do this? How should I go about doing this? So if you have some type of plan, I think that's one of the most important things, but also you probably need to change where your priorities lie. So if it's spending time with friends and that's where your priorities are, You probably won't get to where you're going as fast in work or business or whatever other aspect of your life you're trying to grow and work on, especially because you become a compilation of the 10 most people you hang out with. So who are you spending that time with? Are they helping you grow or are they kind of holding you back? So priorities is a huge thing.
0: For Companies and athletes who want to get in touch with OPPER, please provide Mm -hmm. that contact information again.
1: Mm -hmm. You can email me at jess at opper-tunity.com.
0: Opportunity. Opportunity.
1: What parting advice do you have for our listeners? set a goal set dreams and chase them but make sure you're also open to changing them if your passions become different if you find a different opportunity that you want to be a part of and i think the main thing that differentiates successful people and non-successful people is the willingness to take action because if you have idea if you have an idea you need to start doing it and start working on it and if it doesn't work awesome at least you learn something along the way but if you don't do that odds are 10 more people have the same one that you do and are going to capitalize on it and do something with that. And then you're gonna be sitting back saying, man, I thought about that before them, I wish I had done it, you know? So it's all about taking action.
0: Jessica, you are an amazing young woman and I can't wait to see you continue to soar and shine in this industry. Thank you so much for sharing time with us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope that the notes you took from our guests will help you as you plan and build your career. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. View from the big chair, examining the cost to be the boss. I'm your host, Marlon Jones, and I thank you again for
1: listening.